Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves. We air Tuesday, Wednesdays, Friday, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN Digital Talk Radio. Thanks for being with us. If you have a question, shoot it our way at Q at MasteringOurselves.com. What do you want to say? Be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. We go all over the map on conversations. The truth of it is, this is a spiritual path. You know, we really are human beings in, in a spiritual life. And so every aspect of life is spiritual. You know, sometimes people go, what do you talk about with spiritual all that time? And I go, are you kidding? <laughs> Everything. There was this theology class and there was this highly esteemed, famous professor that was leading it. So, you know, he says, you have um, one week to do this. And he says, I want you to name all the things that aren't included in spiritual. And he, and he gave people a book that was like uh, 30-some pages long, you know, to do it in. He says, you know, don't go more than this, but this ought to be enough at least. And do it, you know. So people did all kinds of various, various amounts and really struggled over it and everything. And there's this one person that just didn't do it. You know, I mean, he looked at it, thought about it, and, and didn't do anything. So... They come back and they get all their grades, and the person that didn't write anything down, he got the highest grade. The only A in the room. Because everyone else thought there was something outside of spirituality, and this guy, you know, thought about and puts a big zero, and that's it. (laughs) It's so true. You know, what is spiritual really about? So let's go underneath that. Spirituality is about that we forward ourselves on behalf of our spirit. Gosh. That's why it's called spirituality or spiritual growth or a spiritual path is because we all are working to change ourselves on behalf of our higher self. When I read this article about that there is no Satan, I am amused and alarmed because the truth is is that each of us has darkness. That is not to say we are each Satan. We aren't each Satan. But when we come out of God... We come out of God anchored predominantly in the dark or the light. And as anchored in the light, we have dark. And as anchored in the dark, we have light. Those that are of the dark and Satan and his emissaries, those are beings that came out of God anchored in the dark. And although they will come in and do their lifetimes in the light, they are always ultimately anchored in the dark. Like we anchored in the light will ultimately do some lifetimes in the dark but we are all ultimately of the light so when we are um when we are noticing those parts of ourselves that are you know not really light like well we manipulated somebody well we cheated somebody well you know we went out and screwed around and got pregnant when we shouldn't have when we're doing these uh, using drugs or excessive uh, caffeine or any of these things, we are allowing ourselves to express our dark side. You want to bring light to this planet, the best way to do it is to change yourself one morsel at a time. So instead of functioning at a lower level or functioning for a lower level, you keep your quality of life very high. And if you're pursuing the spiritual path in all things... You're looking for the truth. What's the truth here? You're looking for what's the best balance of all things considered. What's rise, wise and right for each situation. And all of these things are circumspect, 
all things considered. So you're looking for truth, balance, and wisdom in all things. And let's say you're in a, in a chemistry lab and you're, you're uh, doing a research thing. You do that to the best of your ability and you do it honest. You don't do it to try to make sure you get a certain results uh, so that, uh, you know, your company likes it or you get, you know, to tell people, see, I told you, I thought this was true and all that. You do it honest and, and, and sincere. So that's spirituality in the dry research laboratory. You can, you can take it any direction. You know, these dark sides of ourself, actually, if we're in the light and if we're moving towards the light, these dark sides of ourself tend to own us. For instance... If we're in the light and moving towards the light? Yes, then okay. our dark sides tend to own us. Try to. Yeah, well, for a lot of people, they're successful. Yeah. Consider, for, for instance, addicts. They are terribly owned. By their holes and their dark sides. But, but they're not going for the light. Are you, did you say that right? If you're going <laughs> for the light, the dark sides own you? That's what you said? Well, if you have these addictions, the, the dark side, when you, have, when you have an addiction to alcohol and you keep craving it, your dark side is owning you through that craving. That's right. right. Are we right? Yep, that's right. We're right. And the same, but it isn't just like substances. It's like emotions or overdriver or you're addicted to workaholic anything in balance anything not in balance good for you <laughs> well, you're giving me fits here you know it's like some people they're he's just, just looking at me with his eyes wide nice as sugar everywhere that's not in balance boy isn't that the truth you get these people i remember the sanon circle talking to this guy one time and he was just convinced that if you give, you know, you give, you receive back tenfold. And they tried to get him to get it that that wasn't the way to do it. It isn't about you give, 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 and you get back tenfold. It's that you need to give in balance. What if you're over, what if you're over giving to somebody who's just a take, 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 taker? What you're really doing is enabling them to continue being a taker. So you're supporting darkness more than doing any good. Totally. And, and you're getting off of it. Your ego's getting off of right. it on what a swell guy you are. Right. It's totally the wrong thing to do. That's ignorant. That's right. That's right. So you can't fall back on these rules. You know, or these, you know, well, if I give, then I'll give tenfold back. Well, that depends on who you're giving to, and it depends on why you're giving it. If you're giving it simply to get back tenfold, then you're not doing it for the right reasons anyway. Some people, like parents that have real rough children, they care so much and they're willing to give so much that they evolve from unconditional love, so to speak, where they just love the children no matter what they do and just, you know, are coddling them and everything. They advance to tough love for the child's sake because they begin to realize this always being sweet and kind to this little kid is going to make them just a mess, a soured, spoiled mess when they grow up. So we're going to do correction because the child needs this, and that's what a parent's for, not to be the child's best friend, always sweethearts, but to show him how to live life and be the template of that. If it's whether it's fun or not, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you have a question, send it our way at Q at MasteringOurselves.com. We air Tuesday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, on CRN. 
So the real test of a good heart isn't that you always give, 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 and you make yourself give, and you bend this way and give. You know, that might be one level of growth. But when you get further along and more evolved, it's that you are willing to give and will give if it's appropriate. Otherwise, you won't. Hmm. So now you're doing truth, and it's only truth that sets you free. Truth is the laws of life. It's what balances everything. All things considered, this is the truth for this moment. So you're willing to do the truth and hold back your giving and hold back the good feeling you're going to get from Wow, you know, I was I was super in this one, and you know, I wish they would have done better, but I was really super because I even gave again. You know, and, and once again, that could be one level of growth. But when you go further, you give appropriate to the situation. And you know, sometimes pe- some people are giving to people that have way more than them. They feel way better than them, but they're giving because they're compulsive givers to compulsive takers. You know, that's just really stupid. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're aiding you're aiding the person who who takes to be rutted in that habit even stronger and you're taking more from the potential of the gift that you are to life just in living your beautiful life. You know God dwells in you too. You sh- your life shouldn't just be a suck hole to give everywhere. It should be a celebration and the more balanced and accurate right on you are with life, the more your cup naturally overflows like a like a plant, if everything's going right, it naturally has flowers and fruit. You know, sometimes our dark side looks like a stuckness in negative emotions. How many people have you known, for instance, that use anger to control those around them? I used to know somebody, oh my goodness, I mean, she blew. When she blew, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did not want to get in her way. People, they could hardly talk a word when she blew. Oh Uh, my uh, God, it was awful. And what she would do is she would blow so hard and so thorough that you never wanted her to blow. So what ends up happening? Well, you make darn sure that you're not the one that gets her to blow. So what has she accomplished? She has now accomplished that you always walk on eggshells around her and tote to her story so that you never make her blow because once she blows, it's ugly. How many of you know somebody like that? That is surely a dark side in control of that room. And it's in control of you, too. Absolutely. It's in control of the person. It's in control of everybody around them. So there's all kinds of ways to deal with it. Sometimes confronting straight on is the only way you can do it. Sometimes, um, you know, just gradually putting in your own stands, your own truth, you know, and with uh, a lot of tact and everything, looking for the right moment. You know, there's just different ways to deal with these things. Here's another one. How about somebody that constantly goes into apathy? Oh, my God, there's another one that can control the room. So what happens? They go into apathy, and you scramble to pull them out of apathy so they don't commit suicide. God knows what they might do in apathy. (laughs) So now what have we got? We've got somebody who goes into apathy, so now you never want to push the wrong buttons to press them into apathy. Or victim, poor me. Yep, so now not only are they controlled by their own apathy, but those around them are controlled by it as well. Right. How many of you have seen that going on? That is their dark side running a piece of themselves and those around them. Same along with that is somebody who always gets upset when you or anybody else around them gets a good break and they don't. Yep. So they 
you know, they put that out there into certain levels that starts controlling the room because, yep. you know, that's a big sour mess that everyone wants to avoid. How about envy or jealousy? So you got a brand new married couple. The guy is completely devoted to his wife, completely devoted to her. But she's got jealousy and envy. He works in a job where there's a lot of other little shapely little gals bopping around. He never even looks at them. But she is constantly uh, accusing him of doing all manner of stuff because she can't control her jealousy, envy. So now her jealousy, envy is not only owning her, but her husband. He can't even talk about these coworkers because she said, well, what what did you do with them at lunch? Well, you you know, you were late. I called you and you didn't get back from lunch for three minutes late. What were you doing? And she drives him nuts. She drives herself nuts. So she's seeing him and all his actions he's doing through the filters of her jealousy. Exactly. She can't trust what she sees. Exactly. And we can have those kind of filters on in every direction. Like politically, you can be one party and you could have those filters on all the time against the other party. Or religiously, you could be against other people or other philosophies and only for yours. So these are biases. You could be that way against races. Yeah, but he's this this race or that race. You bring that up. The next one was hate. We recently saw a Sidney Portier movie. Boy, was he young. <laughs> that was an old movie. Richard Widmark. And it was really cool because Richard Widmark was a blind bigot. Not blind like he couldn't see, but just sort of like. Just bigot no oh, matter what God. he turned it. And, you know. Through, because of hate. Because of hate. And so it didn't matter how much proof was given to him that this black doctor had not caused his brother's death. He would not, no way, no how, no black guy could have possibly done me right or my brother right. Bigot, 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 blinded by it until the very end of the show when he finally got it. And then he just started to sob because the whole wall broke down. He was blinded and everybody around him suffered for the hate that he had. I mean, he stirred up all manner of hate. That's right. dark. You know, the list goes on. And, you know, you folks, I bet you're just noticing as we talk about this, certain people that you've gone, you know, I've noticed so-and-so does that. How do we change these parts of ourselves? You know, the first thing we have to do is own. Oh, my God, I do that. That's awful. Listen to what people say. A lot of times people have tried. You Just listen to people that have said things to you out of nowhere or, you know, that just didn't seem to jive with you and give it another try to see if it's real. Maybe go back to them and say, when you said this, what did you mean? What, did you have any clues? Did you have any facts or were you just reacting or something? So trace these things down. And then you have to start owning it. That's the first step is own it. There's that, there's that great scene in uh, Hitch where... Uh, the guy says, you know, he just likes to have quick sex and get out of there. And finally, uh, you know, he says, maybe I have a problem. And Hitch says, well, you know, the first step is accepting that you got a problem. That's a big first step. And it is a big first step. you got to say, you know what, I have a problem. I do try to control people with anger. I do try to control people with apathy or with hate. 
I do do that. And then you have to start stopping yourself. It's an internal battle. And it's truly an internal battle between the dark and the light that you have to engage in with, you know, both sides of yourself. And you have to not allow yourself to do that. You have to stop yourself in the moment you're about to go into that kind of anger. Stop yourself. Leave the room and choose not to do that behavior. So condescending thoughts, judging thoughts, seething thoughts, worrying thoughts, they all create more of their junk. Condescending, judging, seething, worrying. Anybody doing that, they're doing a mild form or a large form of psychic attack and they're creating, you know, they're not solving it, they're creating more of it. Hmm. So when It's you're, like a thought form that you keep feeding. Right. And exactly. so that's the world you get to walk in. That's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Hey, you guys, we air Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. If you have a question, send it to Q at MasteringOurselves.com. We got more. Hang on. We'll be right back. 